ಓಂ ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಸೊ ಒನ್ ಡಸಂಟ್ ಡೂ ದ ಉಪನಿಷದ್ ಒನ್ ಈಸ್ ಡನ್ ಬೈ ದ ಉಪನಿಷದ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಒನ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ the owner of the landfill aka ahankara the ego the one who is attached to the landfill as me mine and what's wrong with it i have it on my property and i have it inside me so what is it to you and you will not take it away you know and so in this unsavory image of the inner landfill or a abandoned building the upanishad is the bomb and the guru is the terrorist <laughs> speaking of a series of unsavory images because we are looking at these images there is a truth to it because we are looking at these images from the standpoint of the ahankara and which ahankara means the i notion and the i notion means the i notion which is identified with the landfill as i and the landfill consists of various notions ideologies fears etc to which one is very very attracted you know because if you take away the sorrow where will i go ಆತ್ಮವಿಚ್ಛೋಕಂ ತರಿತಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ಟು ಪುಟ್ ಆನ್ ದ ವಾಲ್ ಯು ನೋ ಹಾ ನೈಸ್ ನೋವರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಕ್ರಾಸಸ್ ಸೋರೋ ಓ ಕೂಲ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ಟು ಡ್ರಾಪ್ ಇಟ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಪಾರ್ಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಪಾಪ್ಯುಲರ್ ಓ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಫಿಂಟ್ಯಾಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಯು ನೋ ವೆರ್ ಡಿಡ್ ಯು ಸ್ಟಡಿ ದಿಸ್ ಓ ಐ ಅಟೆಂಡೆಡ್ ಯು ನೋ ಸಮ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಸಮ್ವೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಯು ಜಿ ಇನ್ ಯಾ ಪಿಕ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಅಪ್ ಅಲಾಂಗ್ ದ ವೇ so it's good to have conversations about and it's good to unpack on our own <coughs> with our own devices faulty as the tools are it's good to pick apart and say what you know this is what it means it's good to talk about it but it doesn't affect one is just on the level of analysis and who is doing the analysis the afflicted one the afflicted one is doing the analysis and the afflicted one is coming under the spell of the afflictions while doing the analysis so even encountering a vakya a statement such as tatvamasi you are the source of the universe which is what it means what will the afflicted one say yeah right yeah i don't feel like a source i don't have any resource next now this is one person came one person came to my guru and said i'm very learned and swami ji said okay i have studied the kathu upanishad i have studied the keno upanishad i have studied the bird upanishad the taitriya upanishad i have studied the dog upanishad cat upanishad everything i have done <laughs> i have done everything what should i do now if one has really studied the upanishad one will not ask what is next yeah if you are asking what is next the guru said 
you have what is called enlightenment ahankara a conceit of enlightenment oh i have studied yes you know atma vidchokam tarati and you look around who is paying attention you drop things and then you feel like you already know when you don't it's the saddest thing same thing the afflicted one you know is trying to come out of the affliction using the very tools of affliction very important feminist writer by the name of audrey lord said the master's tools cannot dismantle the master's house amazing why because the mass she was talking in the context of slavery very powerful african american uh, writer so in the context of slavery the masters tools the same tools used for oppression cannot break down the institution so here is the same battering ram with which i have flagellated and beaten myself repeatedly you are no good you are an idiot you are bonkers you are crazy <laughs> you are not better than this one you are not better than that one you will never learn this you are an idiot while of course having a patina of self confidence and hiding this from everybody and keeping this from everybody look at the torment and that same battering ram if i use it on the upanishad i'm beating up the upanishad i'm not learning anything from it i'm trying to tear it into shreds this is not going to make you know knowledge come easily and neither does jumping up and down or making offerings to various uh, deities all that will help it will help devotion helps surrender helps what needs to surrender is this ahankara the i notion so from the standpoint of the ahankara the guru approaching approaching the guru who has a book in hand is much like approaching a terrorist with a bomb in hand this is how the ahankara sees it <laughs> ashraddhales ahankara will say oh no oh no what did i get my get myself into that's why in the hindu tradition you know or in any you know teacher student tradition you know you don't have that the teachers running after the students that is not the idea one has to want the knowledge this is the initiative and one submits to the teacher much like one submits to the doctor for an operation and what does the doctor do oh doctor i have a tumor yes come for the operation first thing the doctor does is go put you under <laughs> because the doctor even if there was a painless way to do the operation they will still put you under it's not just because of your pain it's because of they don't want interference from you while the operation is going on they don't want you to say i suddenly feel like seeing your credential stop the operation and show me your credential because i don't trust what you are doing over there in the stomach and this seems like an awfully big scalpel do you really need this the doctor doesn't want to you to hear that quick show me up i have changed my mind no <laughs> so when you wake up groggily you still think oh maybe the surgery is not yet done maybe it is done you don't remember anything this is how the knowledge, the operation of the knowledge takes place happens
to an unwitting ahankara that is lulled by the teacher's jokes so that's why we have a lot of jokes so one relaxes and the knowledge can take place knowledge is what takes place you are not the author of knowledge really of anything even if you have a name your own name on a book you are not the author oh what do you mean who wrote it zombie wrote it zombie didn't write it <laughs> that inspiration that made you write it is is not this ahankara is not this body mind sense identified landfill owning ahankara so you're not the author of knowledge knowledge is and knowledge is accessible easy and it simply is and it is indistinguishable from consciousness from sentience that which is consciousness is knowledge that which is knowledge is consciousness how do you say that are you here yes, yes. yes. how do you know huh how do you say i am here because you yeah so that means you're saying i know i am you're not simply saying i am are you present you're not saying i am you're saying i know i am and that knowing is the is the one that is so accommodative to accommodate all the not knowings including your ignorance so i don't know greek how do you know you don't know greek i know i don't know greek ah. it's all ontological stuff i know i don't know chinese i know i don't know how to do this this is you know, so it's all i know and that i know which never becomes i don't know is the meaning of you so you're not just simply a sentient being a conscious being you're a knowing conscious being and that knowing is non separate from being the existence and is non separate from sentience and that being is forever there's no time that being is not no but what when the body dies your body dies jatasya hidruvo mrityuh that which is born is subject to death body dies i know the the, the knowing doesn't uh, die the knowing simply migrates to another being that's all and even if it doesn't migrate to another being it simply is it simply is and that is our name for brahman that is what you are and how are how are you going to understand it without help but the ahankara is afraid you know sometimes even after years of study you know the landfill is getting dismantled not all at once i told you there are certain patterns of detonation <laughs> you can't expect a full fledged explosion and then everything is okay sometimes it happens rarely but usually it is you know a few bombs and then you say ha 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 thank god now my shraddha is there and now i have submitted to the operation it's all over it's all gone it's all wonderful oh, and then boom yes again <laughs> something else comes up so the bomb deployed by the guru the bombs uh, deployed by the guru in the form of various 
Upanishads, various retreats, various camps, whatever you call it, <laughs> you know, are, are measured and they have a measured detonation sometimes. And then what happens? And then you come back again when there is a build-up. And whenever there is a build-up, what drops is the ability to submit to the teachings. <coughs> and the teachings are not just, this is something that somebody asked earlier. So that means I have to give the benefit of doubt to the words of the teacher only in the classroom. Right? No. No. <laughs> ah, no. Otherwise it becomes a selective listening and we are already doing this selective listening. And that's why the Guru can be perceived by the Ahankara, the frightened, stubborn Ahankara as a terrorist wanting to dismantle my very being. Atatayin, terrorist. Why? Because here I have, this is, you know, my terrain and here comes somebody. Yes, I invited them, but I forgot that quickly, you know. <laughs> I invited them to come, but I just thought we'll have some cup of tea and enjoy some pakodas, you know. And uh, But then what happened? Suddenly, it is something else. Suddenly, it is all, you know, it's all gone. And and the me is gone. The mu is not gone. In fact, the not you is gone. The not you is the landfill. But the Ahankara doesn't know that. It protests. It argues. It says you are wrong to the teacher. It says, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to be. This is what I am. And who are you to tell me like this? Because this is what I am. And you know... And that is a process of growth. One has to be kind to oneself and one has to stop talking. Yeah, really. <laughs> because this is the one that is protesting the detonation of closely held notions of I, which the, the Shastra is trying to dismantle. This is what it is. And it's not a one-time thing. It's not just like, okay, I have acquired Shraddha. I have discovered Shraddha. I, I understand that I have to submit to this operation. I have done that. And then again, one, it's, you know, it's in layers. One has a growth spurt and then one enjoys the surrender and one is enjoying the, the studies. And then suddenly what happens? Nothing is going right. Now that is the time to look into the astrology, really. <laughs> because there will be an explanation and there will be a way to overcome that. Because the astrology is a karmic blueprint. And sometimes in the karma, it is, a, it is difficult to, uh, what is that? It is difficult to overcome certain strong forces so that's why there is some karmas thankfully we can do something for atonement of those various uh, tendencies so this is what the whole thing is and so therefore I have to I have to submit the I notion that is full of wrinkles to be ironed out <laughs> Ah, the iron itself is the Shastra 
and the one who is ironing is the teacher you can have many many metaphors this is what is and the ability to do that is shraddha this is without shraddha there is no transformation of this inner landfill possible so the way i look at the teacher the way i look upon the teaching is the extent to which i am benefited by the teacher and the teachings it's just like going to a therapist when you go to the therapist you don't go to any roadside riff raff correct yeah because they have a you know just like they have a board sai kick i mean who goes there i mean some people may go but everybody doesn't go there similarly if they have a board therapist you just don't go and knock on the door what do you do just you ask around yeah you ask around there's always dr google you can consult and you can see um what is their ratings what do their patients say about them where are the testimonies and then you choose the therapist and then you proudly say to your friends this is the best therapist in town a good move really by the ahankara because when you say this is the best therapist in town therapy will work so this is again all upside down human nature is all full of paradoxes and why do you go to the therapist because the primary function of the therapist is to validate you correct if the therapist also says you are wrong your mother is wrong your father is wrong then that's not the reason to go to the therapist <laughs> that's boring because that's what i already think you know that's what i already think about myself that i'm all wrong so the therapist helps by validating who you are by saying you know what considering how difficult your life has been you are doing very well if i were you i would not even get up from under the covers this is what the therapist will say and then you come out of the session saying ha ah, i was looking for this validation i feel validated and what kind of a validation is this it's the validation of someone whom you have validated to validate you think about this yeah you have validated the therapist and given them permission to validate you and the moment you stop validating the therapist the validation of the therapist does not work you know let's say you go because you are having some issues and first session goes very well second session goes very well third session even better and you are on a floating in the sky fourth session therapist is 25 minutes late yeah immediately you burst outburst happens you already know i have abandonment issues <laughs> how dare you be late for someone like me <laughs> and you know the significant other if you talk like this it will just become other the word significant will go away you know but the therapist is unfazed the therapist is in fact delighted the therapist whips out the notebook or the ipad and says when was the first time you felt like this because obviously it's nothing to do with you and me because you didn't even know me till till a few months ago or whatever it is a few years ago whatever it is when was the first time you felt like this 
then you say huh what i thought you were the cause of my pain no this therapist does not own that up because that is that is not the case that's not the fact here then who is the cause of the pain according to psychology you'll say okay the background is the cause of the pain the mother is the cause of the pain the father is the cause of the pain and uh, you know that's where western psychology stops but for an indian heart that has grown up hearing matra devo bhava pitra devo bhava acharya devo bhava which i explained yesterday it's not happy it's not happy with this whole thing of you know blaming the mother and the father that's why where therapy stops super therapy in the form of vedanta begins really this is what the whole thing is we have a verse shloka you know ಅಜ್ಞಾನತಿಮಿರಾಂಧ್ಯಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕೃಷ್ಣೀಲಿತೋ what is this why to say namaha to the guru namaha means my salutations to this guru and who is this guru the one who has successfully completed a cataract operation where my vision was occluded by all kinds of notions and the notions were dropped and i am able to see again and what kind of a cataract surgery was this with the scalpel of the upanishad ha ah. excised the humor that was obstructing or the timira timira means a a a, a uh, you know an eclipsing of the vision cataract is removed and the remover the one who handles the upanishad is the remover and unto that teacher namaha this expresses everything that we have been talking about very very beautiful so the teacher who was previously terrorist now i have started to look at differently i want the bomb i want the bomb of the shastra the scalpel of the shastra because otherwise there is no way to clean it up and if you are given the bomb detonate it yourself it's very difficult you know it's very difficult that's why even though you know there is a there is a saying physician comma heal thyself it of frequently doesn't happen the physician goes to another physician for the operation so even if one knows the upanishad and has heard about it it is not going to make that impact until the upanishad is handled as it should be so how do you handle the upanishad <laughs> you know just like the bomb because you handle the upanishad as carefully as possible in a way that is that handling is taught by one's guru 
when one was a student and to that guru it was taught by his guru by her guru by his guru by her guru all the way to bhagavan god we have a dakshinamurti shrine here you saw that yesterday right yeah so we we have a shrine here uh, god in the form of the first teacher then the skeptic within one says how do you know there was the first teacher <laughs> how do you know first teacher was god you know how do you know there was the first mother did you see the first mother no how do you know there was a first teacher same way everything comes from god first mother god why not monkey because you know it goes beyond monkey monkey also had a mummy okay yeah first teacher god first mother god everything comes from god so we here we have a ma- fantastic manifestation of god in the form of the teacher teaching in vsl vedantic sign language chin mudra <laughs> yeah, here we know asl you can even say asl advaita sign language yeah chin mudra somebody said what does it have to do with the chin do i have to hold it like this no it is chit plus mudra it becomes chin mudra here this is the unrattled ahankara that refuses to bend it will break before it bends <laughs> and if it doesn't bend it will break unfortunately it goes on strutting around and saying you are the problem you are the problem you are the problem pointing to the stars okay yeah you are the problem all nine planets are the problem this is the problem that is the problem you know everything is the problem i am the only one that's okay i am the the, the one that finds out i am the one that knows i am the one that is here i am the one that's the one who is in charge i am the one in control i can hire the guru and fire the guru at will you know this is the one and this is unfortunately very much part of this picture what is this picture body mind senses you know sthula sukshma karana shariram you know the sharirani what is that you know subtle body causal body all various astral bodies etc or you can say body mind senses and this i notion is completely you know conjoined with them the thumb is what stands apart funny fellow looks funny and looks useless also and these four stand together and make fun of this one ha 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 look at you did you have you taken a look in the mirror look at you you look so fat and funny and short and uh, who are you anyway the thumb keeps quiet thumb doesn't defend itself thumb doesn't even say thumbs up thumb says fine i'm okay i'm fine i don't need to defend myself because i'm content who i am and then it may even silently tell the other four fingers let me go on strike and then see if you can pick up something from the floor without my help <laughs> it'll be grasping groping so the thumb gives the satta the existence to the other four uh, the fingers it stabilizes their them and the th- thumb gives the spurti the ability to move and to be functional without doing anything to them while staying apart so the thumb becomes a metaphor for god it becomes the metaphor for that consciousness which which is oneself and which is all sentience all knowledge without an end 
सच्चिदानंदा एंड दैट गिव्स सत्ता एंड स्फूर्ति इट गिव्स इट लेंड्स इट्स एग्जिस्टेंस टू दिस स्मॉल लिटिल अहंकारा व्हिच रिफ्यूजेस टू बेंड इट लेंड्स इट्स एग्जिस्टेंस टू एवरीथिंग इट इज द सोर्स ऑफ एवरीथिंग एवरीथिंग एल्स इज अ रिसोर्स इट इज द सोर्स एंड दिस अहंकारा with the help of the bomb of the upanishad <laughs> you know is forced to disentangle itself from the body mind sense complex first it is made to bend and when it bends it is taught you are not any of these three my dear one you are that which is the source of the universe which upholds everything which enhances everything without which nothing can be what it is it is the very source of existence you are that tatvamasi dakshinamurti taught this in sign language that's what he, and then he showed the veda in the left hand and he showed the teaching in the right hand you are indeed that this is the ahankara this i notion has to you know has to bend and in between classes one can oil that and <laughs> help it to, yeah and the oiling is called sadhana in the meditation you do <laughs> some listening you do in between you help it to keep it bent so that it's easy to you know this is the infinite circle of 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 life without beginning without ending it simply is and that which simply is is of course of the nature of all that is wonderful of all that is happy of all that is glorious joyous this is what this is what it takes so i have to help myself have shraddha because the guru can help with the shraddha a little bit but you cannot say the guru has to give me shraddha the guru cannot because that's like penetrating a wall you know that you have you are keeping on building up you know that's you know that's not going to work so in your own interest you know in one's own interest we start seeing vedanta as therapy a super therapy really because which goes beyond just stopping at the background i am like this because my background was neglectful you know it's an explanation it's kind of an explanation but really why am i like this what what about the other person whose background was not neglectful they also don't seem to be in the they also seem to be in the same boat what about this universal feeling of insecurity fears fears sorrow anxiety sense of alienation which doesn't seem to be real and which is not unreal either which cannot be removed and which i experience which doesn't say which appears like it cannot be removed but which i experience but which i don't want to have this is crazy making for that one needs vedanta this is why one needs the upanishad with a guide upanishad without a guide is is just like any other book you just look at the book and then what finished it's gone it's not going to it doesn't it doesn't operate upon that cataract which is obfuscating the vision and when the cataract of subjectivity obfuscates the vision then the whole world looks like a mean bad place yeah 
this is what is samsara another word for samsara is the subjective vision that has caused a build up in my way of looking at things the subjective vision because of which i see everything as coming at me oh we are having a very foggy weather today aren't we is this a is this a statement that's directed at you yeah. say no so we can move on no. yeah don't start wondering is it really directed at me <laughs> i'm just giving an example today is a very foggy day you know but if one starts to internalize that what do you mean uh, is it a reference to my how i'm feeling inside you know one can take it badly today is a sunny day what are you trying to say my disposition is not sunny <laughs> subjective vision one is you know one is ready to just blow up the volcano is you know no longer dormant it's active causing all friends and family to evacuate very quickly <laughs> from the premises of this person <laughs> oh leave them alone <laughs> they'll calm down after a few days few months so in some cases few years give them <laughs> don't talk to them let them be you know so one is edgy and touchy and to a certain extent all the time everybody has a threshold you can't cross that threshold you know there is a warning signal ninja stars don't come any near yes defensive and offensive not a thing you can say to the person without them trying to explain it explain it away defend themselves or argue with you that's when the teaching stops it cannot be a teaching that's why even though the you may have the best teacher in the whole world even lord dakshinamurthy says all right you have lot of got a lot of punya you know your fifth house is very well aspected fifth house is the house of previous good deeds and all the comfort coming from from there so let's let me come and teach you myself lord brahma ji might come lord dakshinamurthy might come still if one is so reactive you know <coughs> so dakshinamurthy comes and does like this and what does the jeeva say is that a curse word in sanskrit <laughs> what are you trying to say <laughs> that i am a whole you know that's what you're trying to say aren't you no 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 you are the whole you can say whatever you want but this is what you're trying to show the problem is with the vision problem is with the, the 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 vision is not adequately cleared up i'm not able to see through my own pain the pain becomes a curtain and when you unpack the pain it is the ahankara raga and dvesha and so it's the pain you know somebody said i don't know who it was somebody wrote a lot about the pain body you know no 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 not a cut some uh, psychologist uh, who who uh, who was talking about healing from uh, uh, past um, uh, you know abuses and emotions from childhood issues talked about this uh, thing called the pain body 
I don't agree with a number of things she said because it was a little harsh, I thought. But I like this expression of this pain body because she talked about the pain body as some as as learning to practice seeing the pain body as something other than oneself creating a space between myself and uh, observing the pain body so that i'm not always affected and the by the pain body and the pain body doesn't always run the script of my life and of my narrative so if the pain body is running my life i am a reactive being yeah forget guru bombing me with the upanishad <laughs> i will bomb the guru with my pain huh? <laughs> and not listen to anything so therefore the pain body when you start saying okay this is not me this is the pain body for a, a, a mass of pain gathered in childhood or other lives doesn't matter but at least let's just look at this life it's enough you know and if i call it the pain body then there is a little bit of inner space i can say okay it is not who i am it is the sum total of what i feel already when i in other words already as soon as i point out to the subjectivity within me i am being objective i'm being objective when i point to the subjectivity and when i am able to look at it i'm already being objective even when i say oh that's a big pain body <laughs> it weighs a ton i'm still objective i'm observing it and then we can proceed to do something about this pain body you know and what we call in other uh, context the shadow self because really speaking when you come to vedanta in the beginning the pain body doesn't stay at home the shadow self doesn't stay at home the shadow also comes but the shadow is has to be occupied with other things you know yeah usually in the ashram the shadow is given the seva go do this <laughs> go bring water go see if everybody has eaten <laughs> go help this one go help that one all this is teaching it's not that the guru has some inner agenda that you know you know make everyone into you know slaves yeah you know <laughs> you know make everyone keep doing things no the guru is keeping the shadow busy so that the person is available for knowledge this is all a this is all a, a orchestrated thing which one has you know inherited from one's teacher because the, as long as the shadow sits in the class and wants to learn the, you know you, the guru cannot talk to the shadow will not talk to the shadow because what's the use you know guru wants to save their own throat yeah they don't want to talk to the shadow because it's of no use so in the beginning the shadow is kept busy do seva do this do that you know somehow it's whatever and the shadow also seems to like some jokes so some jokes are made so the shadow laughs and the shadow doesn't feel threatened the pain body relaxes here is a cushion for you in the form of lovely jokes oh nice guru loves me that's what the pain body wants pain body wants acceptance when the guru is in a very interesting position the vedanta guru accepts the i 
while allowing the shadow to disintegrate or integrate into the eye. So the Guru accepts the eye because there is nothing about the eye that is unacceptable. That's what the Guru accepts. What the Guru does not accept are the patterns. Ah. That's why one has to develop, you know, this ability to look at the subjectivity and make that into, make it into a friend. If not, at least a frenemy. Yeah. <laughs> What's a frenemy? Huh? No, really, I, I, I've heard the word, but I don't know. Um, it's basically an enemy that you treat as a friend. Oh, hi. Yes, exactly. Fake it and make it. Yes, that's what, you know. Yeah. Make the subjectivity, make the pain body into a frenemy. You don't like it. You don't like that you have it. It comes along wherever you go. Annoying, stupid thing. Hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm in pain. I'm having a hard time. Okay, okay. No, no, don't worry. Yeah. Everything will be alright. And when you are able to do that, you are the adult. And if you say, I am going to whack you if you complain, you have become another pain body. <laughs> it's two pain bodies having it out. Because you can't stand yourself. That means this is just a repeat of what is happening. You have to have that little, little space where you are the adult and you say to this, pain body, inner child, inner brat, whatever it is, however it is behaving, you have to say to it, you know, you are okay. I know you are having a hard time, but I will take care of you. You can't teach it Vedanta. It's not ready to study Vedanta. If you start saying, you know what I heard in class today, Tattva Masi, open body, you are Bhagavan, it's going to whack you. Yeah. It's not going to help. The pain body or the inner child just wants to be hugged, loved, validated and told that is it is okay. Ah, that sounds so good. And it is very tempting to give the pain body or the inner child to someone else to raise. Thank God. And this is why most people get married. Yeah, so that uh, my inner child, you raise. And what about my inner child, says the other person. Alright, once in a while I'll give it a feeding bottle. Don't worry, you know. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't help, you can't tell the significant other to raise your inner child because the significant other has two inner children perhaps or five <laughs> which they have to raise. And then after some years of being married, one becomes qualified for Vedanta <laughs> because nothing works. And, and so one comes to the guru, you know, and then we have a saying, when you see the teacher, don't come empty-handed, bring something, a fruit, whatever, it's in the tradition. Rajanam daivatam gurum. Three classes of people must not be seen empty-handed. One is the king, one is a guru, and one is a rajanam and a place of worship. You go to a temple, church, mosque, whatever, you carry some offering. So this is what it is. So nobody comes empty-handed. In fact, everybody brings the offering of the inner child and puts it in front of the Guru. I am sick of it. You raise it. 
Yeah. This is not Vedanta daycare. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Vedanta crash. Yeah. And what will the Guru do with your inner child? Huh? The Guru will give it back to you with blessings. <laughs> Here, take this baby. It is yours. It's all blessed. So cute. Wonderful. Very sweet. Give it a hug. Give it a kiss. Here, it's back to you. Oh, but I can't handle it. I don't know what to do. I want to just... No, no, no. You come. I'll teach you how to look after it. Ah... That is what the Guru does. That's why the Upanishad needs to be handled because the Upanishad is a treatise on how to, you know, raise this inner child. You're not trying to get rid of it. Like, just like you're not get, trying to get rid of the shadow, you're integrating it into the adult. So the Guru gives you the, the wherewithal, the tools to take care, the tools and a tutorial to run your own baby care. Yeah. <laughs> to become a daycare, uh, what is that called? Provider. Huh? Provider. Yeah. To become a daycare provider for your own inner children. First you think you only have one. Pretty soon they are twins. You know, because the more you pay attention to them, they seem to, you know. And from twins, like amoeba, you know, they don't become triplets. They become quadruplets. And then they become octuplets. Like that it goes. And pretty soon there are 64. And you know, and then you say, oh, what to do? Attend another retreat. That's all. <laughs> Attend another retreat because obviously, you know, the skills were only limited to raising quadruplets and now they seem to have multiplied. So that's why this knowledge is important because it helps one to transform one's vision from the subjective pains and sorrows of having internalized the world wrongly through the filter of one's childhood issues. To be able to be at peace with oneself, with the universe, with the Guru and with the Lord. That is what one wants. That peace is called Shanti. Yesha Brahmi Sthiti, Sthitif Partha, Nainam Prapya Vimukhyati, Sthitvasyam Antakalepi, Brahma Nirvanam Richati, the last verse of the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Lord Krishna says, this is what is called Nirvana, Shanti, Moksha. This is finally freeing oneself from the struggle of thinking all that, all these inner brats, these inner children, that the pain body is real. The pain body is not real and it is not unreal either. It has an existential empirical reality, but it is not the ultimate treatise or the dissertation of who I am. So the pain body, managing the pain body and integrating it into the adult is, is, is moksha, is freedom from sorrow. That is when the one who is able to do that is called atmavit. That is the person that crosses sorrow, really. That is the person that crosses sorrow, nobody else. And so, this is where the help is needed. Tempting as it is to give the Guru your inner children. Come on, raise them. You know, <laughs> Guru will not take it. 
guru will say if you are interested i will tell you how to raise them i'll make you a child psychologist <laughs> a child you know how to deal with this pain no no i don't want them i want you to take care of my inner children this is how they are and then the teaching stops right there and if the teaching is to continue and not just within the classroom structure outside the classroom too because as i said you know anything you know that is said if if i have the right mindset anything that is said by the teacher i am able to take it as a teaching that is the mindset i have to cultivate that is what i have to see the temptation is to immediately look for reason why are you doing this oh guru you know and we have stories like this in the in the upanishad in one story there was one uh, overweight obese boy who comes to the teaching you know with a couple of sandwiches in hand guru <laughs> <laughs> i would like to get this knowledge <laughs> and it's not chewing gum it's laddus and everything is eating and talking you know guru says all right i'll teach you and the guru says you know just go take care of some cows you know always it was like that you go for you think you are ready for vedanta and the teacher makes you take care of the cows yeah in the children are like the cows you know and that's why it's called cow stable because you go to the stable to gain some stability in their stability before qualifying for this knowledge so and and then you know and is and then he waits the student is very uh, to his uh, credit you know although he's addicted to food you know like baby ganesha he is addicted to food and laddus and all these things but he has a heart of gold he really wants this knowledge he is satvik he is truthful and you know he waits and the teacher says stay in the stable don't come out he doesn't say what about my lunch breakfast and dinner <laughs> and in fact the first day nothing comes <laughs> no student brings him lunch no student brings him there's just a pitcher of water there no dinner and think this golu this round fellow who is <laughs> who is interested in his main interest is food and he is told the, you know he is told to go sit in one place and uh, there is only water there no food Now this is naturopathy at its best you know yeah they tell you to breathe and water is free air is free and they take the fees and then you know and you get, get rid of all the ailments by fasting for 15 days like this so then you know he uh, he uh, manages somehow after 3 days the guru comes to visit him he doesn't complain hey where was my <laughs> dinner where is my lunch and the guru also guru puts him on the scale and finds that he has not lost weight at all <laughs> says what happened over here my dear boy how did you maintain yourself for 72 hours asks the guru and he says well there are lots of cows <laughs> and what do the cows do give milk 
and so i have been drinking unpasteurized milk oh boy it's good you know and that's how i have maintained myself for 3 days you know i had some milk for breakfast i had some more milk for lunch and i had some more milk for dinner and the guru says you know what the milk is not meant for you <laughs> the milk is meant for the baby of the cow you see how they are crying and moving that's because you have gone and drunk all their milk that's meant for the calves that's not meant for you i don't want you to drink milk and i'll come back again and says yes sir yes guru and then no milk and nothing to eat and then 3 4 days later guru comes back on the scales again what the same weight same weight yeah what happened how are you maintaining yourself my dear boy and he says wiping his mouth he says you know when the i just noticed that when the children of the cows the calves are drinking the milk they're not very good at it you know half the milk is coming out so along with the calf i also go put my mouth there and whatever is left over by the calves i am drinking and the guru says whatever is left over by the calf is an offering to mother earth that's not yours i don't want you to touch it you know and uh, 3 more days go and when the guru finds him he is in torment because all the sources have been plugged up all the sources have been plugged up he says i can't see i can't hear he's rolling on the ground because in his desperation he ate a toxic plant a leaf and he was having a stomach upset and then the guru says now you are, he says help 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 oh guru only you can help me he says okay you know here is the antidote and too bad you uh, he knew it was toxic but he was he, he, he couldn't help it he had a eating disorder he says now when you are asking for help from this standpoint in this manner now you are ready for teaching this is what the whole thing is and so the there is a method and the method is is given in the upanishad and then it is dormant but when the guru operates the upanishad and handles the upanishad the method becomes a methodology it is activated by the guru and so that is what and to be able to take it as a as something that is good for me you know is looking at the shastra at the teaching from the standpoint of the pramana vision pramana means it's a means of knowledge and the definition of pramana is very interesting it says anadhigatam arthavat phalabodhakam anadhigatam means that which i can't come to know any other way anadhigatam arthavat that which is meaningful to my life phalabodhakam means that which is transforms my life completely that which is relevant that which transforms my life and that which i cannot know by any other means is the definition of the word pramana and vedanta is a pramana is a means of knowledge 
that I can see that this pain body that I have thought to be mine is not mine. I can disown the pain body at the same time taking care of those inner beings. So that's the whole thing. If I identify with the pain body, then I become a body of pain. Ah, that's why pain body, not a body of pain. I have to be the mother, I have to be the father, I have to be the caregiver. I have to just be able to see that and allow them, you know, allow them to do that. And the teaching helps me to do this because along with the teaching, I learn how to take care of these, this inner pain. That is what is, is pramana. Pramana means the ability to look at Vedanta as a means of knowledge because how else are you going to gain this? No amount of bungee cord jumping is going to help. No amount of more experiences are going to help. This is a cognitive thing. I have to know. I have to know that I am not what I think I am. No amount of any of these, you know, shenanigans are going to help. It's not a matter of, you know, doing. It's a matter of knowing. Knowing the truth of who I am, which I already kind of know, but I have to own up and assimilate the truth. That is what is pramana. And in order to greet the Guru and greet the Shastra, I have to have what is called Pramana Buddhi, a vision where I develop this attitude of looking at the words of the Shastra and that of the Guru as something that is meaningful, relevant, purposeful and has the power to transform me. That is what I have to see. And that dear friends is the meaning of the word Shraddha that is Shraddha the ability to give the benefit of doubt to the Shastra before dismissing it arguing with it and the ability to do the same with what one calls one's teacher you know that is that, that is the main thing and suppose in this story if we had a different scenario if the boy said this guru is cruel why because no food is coming the guru is depriving me guru is getting fat and eating bananas over there and i am just asked to be a fresherian and this is not fair if the if the boy had said that no teaching no readiness would have come no teaching would have taken place and so that's why you know the the words of the guru are included along with the words of the shastra because the shastra has to be woken up through what is called we have a beautiful morning songs in uh, india sung in front of all chanted and sung in front of all temples it's all as though you are waking up the deities after a night of sleep. It's called Suprabhatam. You say good morning to the goddess. You say good morning to the Lord. It's a very beautiful ritual. You say, oh, we are waiting for you to wake up. The sun is waiting. It's done just before sunrise. The sun is waiting for you to be up so that it can rise. You know, Uttishtha. Bless us. Bless us with your presence, which is the light of the lights, of all lights. Wake up. It's time for you to wake up. You cannot afford to sleep. You are the Lord. And so that is called Suprabhatam. 
and this is how you know the the in the temples uh, we greet the day through this and so like this the upanishad is sleeping ha huh? it's a sleeping agent <laughs> yeah and the guru has the magic you know these uh, in the world war 2 they had all these sleeper agents and you don't know what they were programmed apparently i don't know if, is this an urban myth or is is that really true you know it's it's really true yeah so they were programmed and they were sleeper agents they would go about their day shopping doing their things doing their groceries washing dishes everything until suddenly the magic phrase was said the magic phrase could be just something inane you know the blue horse climbs over the yellow fence and no offense suddenly they would just and then they would go they would and the program would just they would remember everything you know you see this in science fiction movies they would suddenly remember oh my god i have to go kill this one what am i doing <laughs> i have to immediately go kill this one <laughs> so the upanishad is a sleeping agent until woken up by the suprabhata of the teacher and then the upanishad she says i have to go kill an agyana in this person <laughs> agyana means ignorance <laughs> i am agnana ha ha means hanti kills i am the killer of agnana what am i doing sleeping like this i have to go immediately and kill the agnana until then it's just a book yeah it's sleeping and the words of the guru who has been instructed by the upanishad herself through the help of his guru her guru his guru her guru all the way to dakshina murti who is half him half her so it's all through that and then you know the upanishad is woken up to do its job <laughs> yeah so i don't know what happened today all detonations <laughs> sleeper agents <laughs> terrorist guru <laughs> killing of ignorance but you know that's all from the standpoint of the ignorant ahankara the ahankara sees it that way so somebody must have wanted it to see it that way that's why it came this way i hope it was helpful mm-hmm. so cultivation of shraddha is the first order of business doesn't matter if you don't know sanskrit doesn't matter if you don't know how to spell upanishad but if you have understood shraddha shastrasya guru vakyasya satya buddhi avadharana dharana means the ability to hold on to the uh, the mindset of giving the teacher and the teaching the benefit of doubt mm. yeah that's what it is and sa shraddha that she is called shraddha because that's what that shraddha allows the suprabhatam the morning song that wakes up the upanishad to work shraddha is the accompaniment <laughs> ah so you you become qualified for the knowledge with the help of shraddha and shraddha is that's why this retreat has been called discovering shraddha because it is there as a potential we have to wake up the shraddha to wake up the upanishad mm. okay yeah 
ஓம் பூர்ணமதப் பூர்ணமிதம் பூர்ணாத் பூர்ணமுதட்சதே பூர்ணய பூர்ணமாதாய பூர்ணமேவாவசிஷ்யே ஓம் ஷாந்திஷாந்தி ஹரி ஓம் ஸ்ரீகுருபியோ நம ஹரி ஓம் எனி கொஸ்டின்ஸ் ஜெனரலிஸ் integrate them into the adult yeah. they have to be babysat kept busy doing something you know something inane so that the person is available for the yeah, teaching people who who have a disturbed rahu ketu this also yes vayu uh, agni and yes you know. yes then they are not seeing anything clearly correct and so they have to first address that issue correct yes that was very useful Thank yes you. not at all and we'll hear more about this at 4 o'clock in corvallis komila ji is giving a talk when today so please come and uh, listen because it'll be it'll just be a continuation of what we have heard yesterday and today because it will be how to live our daily lives with this these kinds of things in uh, motion you know because there is on the empirical level there are planets there are influences aspects you know that uh, that affect the body and the mind but how to work with them again is like separating the adult from the a- astro bodies that influence the inner children yeah so keeping the adult intact adult means the objective one yes there are difficulties yes yes you know this is what the whole thing is so uh, we have some gifts for all some visitors who are here and uh, that's for you thank you nikki some Praveena and Savana and Vishnu Priya Dottie made all these where is Dottie? Yeah. yeah there she is yes Seth William Oh Oh it's a soap Yeah Oh And we have something for sheila very good host come what else is there 
Vasanti and Craig. Thank you. Thank you. And the youngest one that sat so nicely. Come. And Karina is also a visitor this time. Come. Yeah. Come and get it. And uh, reverse in action without being happy. <laughs> and uh, Harinder, Ramagiri, and Gordon helped with all these things. So come. It's in crumbles, but it's a soap. Oh, and for the rest of us, there is Prasad. For ev everybody gets one. <laughs> Huh? Ever thought of going into baseball? No, never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't throw the one for Shin Shin very well, or for this. Who didn't get? Anybody didn't get? Everybody got? Yes? No? Okay. Awesome. Any questions online? Yeah? Are there any questions here? How to monitor? Yeah, here's a question. They, they, these two, they always ask very nice questions. From Detroit, how to monitor our progress in this pursuit, especially for those of us who are online and not having FaceTime with the Guru? We are having FaceTime. In fact, this is FaceTime, yeah. So, how to monitor the progress? Visit the Guru, yeah. Yes. Simple, yeah. <laughs> Visit the Guru, simple. And if that's not possible, or when that is not possible, um, okay, when to next visit the Guru, I'll tell you. Uh, February, President's Day weekend, there is a retreat in Atlanta from 15th February to 19th. Come there, no problem. So, plan to come there, it's a long weekend. Uh, 16th to 19th, I think. So, when that is not possible, we uh, we allow the what we have studied to be our mirror. So, you look at yourself in the mirror of the Shastra and uh, keep, uh, keep practicing. 
and even sometimes the progress you know is not very clear because one is living in the same body mind sense complex that one is trying to assess it doesn't work and so you have to be patient in fact you can't tell the progress suddenly you visit someone else and then they will say not the some not even the guru you visit somebody else anybody else and they will say oh how come you are so calm what happened over here oh and then you can say oh i just came back from a retreat <laughs> yeah so other people notice it and so go to a few parties and and see what people say and you know you will see that you are growing and then we have another uh, parameter and and inter- this is an external parameter to check one's growth and the internal parameter is also there when the when the freak outs in one's life you know you find that they are less frequent before the person was freaking out 25 times a day and then it's only 5 times a day and now it is once in 5 days wonderful so the frequency of the disturbance is less and the intensity is less before the person broke all the dishes in the house because they were so disturbed now only one plate is broken yeah progress <laughs> then the third parameter the third criterion is that the recovery time is also less before the person was under covers for a month after some bad news now they don't even need to go under cover yeah just for a little while they go under cover and then they are fine so frequency intensity and recovery time from the disturbance are all lessened that is one way to judge the progress from within okay yeah anything else om sarve bhavantu sukhinaha sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadraani pashyantu ma kashchid dukha bhag bhavet asato ma sadgamaya tamaso ma jyotirgamaya mrityor ma amritangamaya om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari hi om om brahmarpanam brahmahavih brahmagnau brahmanahutam brahmaivatena gantavyam brahmakarma samadhina hari hi om